1951, direct dial coast-to-coast -coast telephone service begins in the U.S. The phone-based search for the long-missing Jack Meehoff goes nationwide. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And your guest uh, this evening, our guest this evening, every every guest this evening is the wonderful Timmy Lasley. Hello, I'm guest number one. <laughs> I'm the number one guest. All the guests tonight. There is only one guest in the world tonight, and they're all, everyone who has a guest right now is Timmy. Hello, I'm, in, I'm at your aunt's house in Jersey. It's great. Yep. Of course, you're in the hearts of children everywhere, <laughs> and you're the star of the movie, The Guest. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like Christmas, except Timmy just steals some of your crackers, <laughs> maybe a beer. Notorious is cracker that, is that thief. How you, is that how you view like guests, that they're stealing your food? Yeah, that they're taking my property and eating it. They're using my electricity or what have you. Yeah, they're breathing they're, they're your parasites. oxygen. Essentially, I view guests as parasites. As Ayn Rand did. <laughs> yeah, of course, from her, from her famous hospitality book, uh, yeah. Atlas Throws a Party. <laughs> that would be a great... I, wanna, I don't want to write that as the a chocolate children's book head. now. <laughs> the chocolate fountain head. Is yes. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, folks. I just realized I'm the host this time. <laughs> Sorry. It was election day yesterday, and I'm a little hungover. Anyways, but uh, if you are new to the show, this is a comedy history show. Two that things is that haunted. don't really go together all that well most of the time, to be honest. <laughs> but we try anyways. Um, uh, each week... Uh, we invite a guest on, and one person tells the true story of a person or event from history, and another person tells a bullshit bananas crazy alternate version. I of that just okay. Or I have to stop you right there, Mister Powers. Mm -hmm. um, every time I'm on this show, I dredge up the truth. <laughs> right. The I'm sorry. the non the non and 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 honestly, like it's just this one really makes me mad. So <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. One person tells the officially sanctioned version, right? And one person tells the explosive truth. <laughs> yes. Down to diligent Thank journalistic. you. The real alien autopsy on Fox. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And at the end of the episode, we vote on which uh, we like more, and that becomes the true history of this brilliant blue marble we call the globe going forward. There's actually and there's week, one right behind you. What's that? There's a map of the world right behind you. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this in my bedroom on the bed. He's <laughs> <laughs> in a very out. relaxed <laughs> It's actually slightly uncomfortable oh, to lean oh, like this, but that's all right. We actually did make him pose We like made him. That. Yeah, we oh, made no. him. Oh, now, now he looks like your middle school confidant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, this week we are talking about Clipperton Island, something I don't know about because I didn't have to do any of the research this time. <laughs> and there's been a lot going on. You're going to love yeah. this bullshit banana story. <laughs> well, before we get to the bullshit banana story uh i believe brian has the government sanctioned true account i'd just like to state for the record <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah she's uh she's moving her hand back and forth in a jerk off motion for a very long time she's still i'm not going. i'm not stopping it i'm never stopping she walked in i think she's gonna do it through the entire story 
<laughs> hey there, this is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. So uh, I want to say right off the bat, I first heard of this story from an episode of the podcast Lore uh, called The King. It's like episode 35 or something. And I got a lot of information uh, from that and an article on daminteresting.com. Mm, sounds trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> By Marissa Brooke. It, they actually misspelled interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's misspelled in the URL. It's really hard to find the website. <laughs> Let's start out. Clipperton Island uh, is a small little coral atoll. It's about like a thousand kilometers uh, southwest of Mexico. I don't know what that is in real distance. Um, <laughs> Such a fucking imperialist over here. <laughs> it's not based on a king's foot. I don't want to hear about it. I think it's like six or 700 miles. Something like that. <laughs> and Zach has changed poses like three times and every time it's delightful. Um, so it's a, it's a narrow little ring of land surrounding a large freshwater lagoon in the middle. Uh, it's covered in coral. There's a shitload of crabs on it. It rains. There's a shitload of crabs on it. <laughs> yeah, that's from the Lonely Planet. That's the Planet. slogan for the island. <laughs> that's what they put like in all their crab, tourist we information. Got <laughs> Almost too many. It rains like constantly from May to October. There's sharks. Uh, the only real vegetation is a couple stands of coconut palms. And it is uninhabited. But that has not always been the case. The island was first discovered, uh, as far as we know, by an English pirate uh, and privateer yeah. named John Clipperton. Johnny Clips uh, was one of his yeah. aliases. <laughs> Mis misplaced, really, instead of a pirate, he honestly should have started a chain of haircutting salons. <laughs> <laughs> he was also the inspiration for uh, Clippy, the helper from Microsoft Word. Oh, um, that's why Clippy's always saying there's a shitload of crabs in this island. <laughs> <laughs> um, so France claimed Clipperton Island in 1858, but by the end of that century, France, the United Kingdom, USA, and Mexico had competing claims to the island. So why do they want the island so bad? Uh, well, it's covered in shit. Guano, baby. Yeah, guano. High, very like high quality guano from all um, from is it, all. Is it the crabs? Oh no, it's birds uh, and bats and some seals. Um, Seal crap. Yeah, Who those crap. Yeah. Those... You get that mix of those three together, and you know, it's a million dollar. <laughs> that's that's that, some beacon shit right there. <laughs> it's that third kind of heat, <laughs> which they use that to make like gunpowder and fertilizer. Uh, and each country was setting up harvesting operations on the island. The British went so far as to like build houses and gardens and shit and like a lighthouse but by the time they finished building everything around like 1900 uh there's so much competition for guano on the world market uh that the british and the americans pull out of clipperton because it wasn't worth the expense the british though do believe do leave behind one person as a caretaker of it's like a jack torrance situation yeah it's like a fucking mm. <laughs> yeah it's called the shitting because it was covered in guano so mexico 
doesn't pull out. They send a contingent. Latin lovers. <laughs> Such a child. Stereotypes, Brian. I mean, I, is that it's got to stop. You sound it's, like a guy. It is now. I'm going to make it one. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> you sound like a Trump rally, Brian. you got to cut it out. Oh, no. Well, it's weird because everything I'm saying is actually true. Um, <laughs> so Mexico, to hold the island, they send a contingent of 13 soldiers to guard their claim to Poop Island. And since this was like such a remote posting, the soldiers brought their wives and their children. Uh, so like 12 more people and a man to work the abandoned lighthouse. So 26 people in total. The leader of the Mexican ex- expedition was a man named R- Ramon Arnold Sr., uh, who's joined by his wife, Alicia. People are having children on the island over the years. Um, Hell yeah, nobody's pulling out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is in Latin, but that's got to be on like a seal somewhere. (laughs) Not the crabs, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, crabs use the rhythm method exclusively. (laughs) Um, So they can grow a little bit in vegetable gardens, but are mostly dependent on supply ships which came from Mexico every two months, uh, which is good because like in the early 1900s, a series of like constant storms destroys their ability to grow vegetables. And then one day in 1914, the supply ship was due to arrive and it didn't. And it didn't arrive the next day uh, or the day after that. And they're waiting for weeks for their only source of food. After a few weeks, a ship appears on the horizon but it's an American ship that was sent there to pick up the last member of the British expedition who was hanging out. And the, the captain of the American ship... Just hanging out on the island. Yeah, you know. <laughs> for several weeks. Just fighting off crabs and... Um, I can't, couldn't think of a punch. Anyway. <laughs> so he tells uh, Ramon Arnaud and the rest that... Mexico happens to be in the middle of a revolution. Whoops-a-doodle. Yep. And, uh, oh, also World War I is happening, and the entire world is at war. They don't know how long it's going to last. Everyone is fighting each other. That's a lot of news for (laughs) these folks. They're like, we've just been here eating crab and fucking. (laughs) What are you guys doing wrong out there? Well, given that, uh, the captain offers to take everyone back to Mexico. Uh, and everyone's like, no, or at least the leader was like, no, yeah. we'll, we'll stay here on shit, crab, and fuck island. <laughs> shit, crab, fuck island. Yeah. <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode? The shit, crab, <laughs> fuck island. I, I, that is, I want that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> the Clipperton Island Massacre. <laughs> so... <laughs> They are, uh, that was the original name for sandals, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the crabs. Um, the expedition is surviving on birds, eggs, fish, uh, and a couple coconuts every week. And the thing all that food has in common is that it has, like, no vitamin C. So there's a massive scurvy outbreak. Uh, massive for, like, 26 people. Which, by the way, some symptoms of scurvy include weakness depression and bleeding gums mm, um wow. so i might i'm two-thirds there yeah. <laughs> you're very strong i will say mouth <laughs> so bloody uh, so they start dying they have to uh they 
bury the dead really deep because the island's crabs have a tendency to dig them up. <laughs> Hell um, yeah, those crabs are like, you eat us, we eat you, but <laughs> <laughs> Only the most ruthless crabs are left at this point. <laughs> after, like, after the wave of scurvy is kind of passed a little bit, there's five men, four women, and at least five children left alive on the island. And uh, Alicia Arnaud is pregnant. At some point, uh, Ramon Arnaud spies a ship on the horizon. Uh, and they have one boat, by the way, and not really a, a lot of fuel, and it doesn't have a really good motor. Uh, Arnaud gets three of the other men on the island into the boat to chase after the ship. What is this? What is this guy's plan when he first sends that first ship away? Like, we'll stay here. I, but we don't have a means of leaving, and we're just gonna wait. Um, the thing about Arnaud was he um, he'd been kicked out of the Mexican army at first for desertion, I think, or he'd been court-martialed at some point. So this was sort of this posting was sort of a redemption shot at him. So I think part of it was like I don't want to abandon my post, um, mm. or maybe he's like I want to see what this scurvy is everyone's talking about <laughs> yeah I, 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 how many i you know what i love my scurvy wife uh so how many redemption stories do you see <laughs> where it's the classic redemption arc of somebody goes tells you to guard the literal shit <laughs> to get back in the good graces so we're not entirely sure what happened next but some of the wives of the sailors are watching from the shore as uh, a struggle starts to take place on the boat. And everyone on the boat is thrown overboard and drowns. And then within the next two hours, a hurricane hits the island. Uh, and then in the middle of the hurricane... This is the worst day since they found out about the Mexican Revolution. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, and then in the middle of the hurricane, Alicia Arnaud goes into labor. Um, so... This is a great movie. Shit Island. Come on. Yeah, Shit Island by Broken Lizard. I think they're doing that. So she gives birth to a son, Anyao, and after the storm, they emerge, uh, and the entire settlement is devastated, uh, except for uh, the lighthouse. And the lighthouse keeper, uh, who is a man named Victoriano Alvarez, who, by all accounts, is huge. Uh, and very imposing. And this is the point I should probably have offered up front. There uh, is a content warning um, attached to this story uh, for sexual violence and torture. Crabs. And I would already... Yes. Yeah. We blew right past that one. <laughs> yep, yeah, of course. Um, uh, I will not be getting into too much detail, but the next few minutes are going to be... are going to touch on that a little bit. Alvarez... He gathers up all of the weapons on the island and tosses them into the lagoon, except for one rifle, which he keeps for himself. Uh, and he gathers the survivors and tells them that he is now the king of Clipperton shit crab island. One mother and child resist and he murders them. And so he proceeds to enslave and beat and sexually assault the survivors. The, the three adult women who are left were... Altagracia uh, Curoz, Alicia Arnaud, and uh, Tirza Randon. Tirza Randon, she's 20, and she makes a point of fighting Alvarez and insulting him every chance she gets. Um, Ooh, fiery. <laughs> I mean, 
Yes, she is a remarkable person. Um, <laughs> Alvarez threatens Arnaud that he would kill her the second a rescue ship arrived. It was not going to be a ship that would rescue them, though. This torture goes on for two years. And in July, so July of 1917, uh, Alvarez calls for Arnaud to come to the lighthouse. Randon talks to, uh, talks to Arnaud and says, basically, hey, it's time. So they approach the lighthouse. Arnaud brings with her her seven-year-old son, Ramon Jr., and Tirza Randon. They come up, and uh, Victoriano Alvarez is grilling a bird, and he's, like, happy because it's, he caught a bird, I guess. Uh, that's what all the sources seem to say. I'm like, okay, yeah, we a don't... German word for, you know, that German word for when you catch a bird so you're happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, der Flockenspiegel. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that one, yeah. They have a word for everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, he becomes enraged when he sees Randon, and he begins arguing with uh, Alicia Arnaud. While they're arguing, uh, Tirza Randon slips into Alvarez's hut, uh, grabs a hammer, and smashes Alvarez in the head three times. Ramon grabs Alvarez's rifle, just to be sure, but uh, by then Arnaud joins in, and Renan and Randon and Arnaud beat and stab Alvarez so much that the rifle is not needed. And they are still standing over Alvarez's body when a ship appears on the horizon, <laughs> which is uh, the ship is the USS Yorktown, an American naval ship that was in the area hunting U-boats. So a landing party shows up and the women tell the two sailors everything that they had endured. The sailors ask where Victoriano Alvarez was and the women say uh, uh, he died of scurvy. So sailors go to check out his body for themselves and see the typical scurvy symptoms of multiple stabs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they have, because they happen to believe these women when they told them what happened, the two sailors looked at each other and were like, yep, scurvy. Um, <laughs> and Hashtag believe women. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that thing in Clue where they are... So bad at determining what killed the body. Well, you'd think there'd be pretty clear, like, if there's a gunshot, I'll bet it was. It's a I don't know. Candlesticks make gunshot noises sometimes. Um, <laughs> so the sailors take the survivors back to Mexico to reunite with their families, who, by the way, the Mexican government had told the families that their family members on the island were dead. Yeah, um, yeah, they're like, eh, they'll die eventually, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be true eventually. <laughs> and the Mex official Mexican government position was, eventually, we'll all be dead. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then the sailors, for fear of exposing uh, the women to prosecution, don't say anything for 20 years until basically the story comes out and everyone's like, yeah, we're not going to do shit about this anyway. And then uh, the whole story was told. Uh, and that's the true story of the survivors of Clipperton Island. Well, Brian, thank you very much for your vanilla government take on, uh, <laughs> may, on the May Clipperton I see your Island. notes? Oh, yeah. I might just have to go through and, and tell you when it's wrong. She's, um, she's, listen. <laughs> she's looking at these notes again, and she is still doing the jack-off motion. <laughs> doing it? I'm now jacking off onto these notes. <laughs> it's very graphic in here. Um, 
Hello everybody, I'm JD Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Well, listener, as you might have guessed, <laughs> Timmy has the uh, alternate version of this particular story. Uh-huh. The one so that... It's not even just governments. A lot of times it's governments trying to suppress the story. This time it's uh it's the Illuminati. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And think- and we're I'm not even going to talk about them much, but like just so you know it is them at the top, mm-hmm. you know, multiple governments working together like on the, sh- the shadow government. Yeah, the shadow government of the world. Mm-hmm. Um the deep state, if you will. The, mm-hmm. But but you know, for for everyone, <laughs> they they control the internet. Well, I'm getting That's really the- really off. You know, it, it's just it's a global conspiracy, is <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, and okay, I can sum up the truth. I mean, call it alternate if you if you want to. We can. Um, I'm I gonna, mean, just structurally for the show, it kind of works. I guess on. so. Listen, I can sum it up in one words. What really happened? One words. One, one words. words. Love it. Uh, it's, a, I guess I'll hyphenate it just so I'm not wrong about my word choice. Um, no, it's just, it's, it's ghosts. <laughs> Fucking ghosts, man. They were ghosts. And they, the, 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 the deep state, the whatever, the Illuminati, whoever it is that's in charge globally, I, I haven't researched it all yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call themselves, but, uh, they don't want you to know about ghosts because, they want you to feel safe, so you continue to work for them. And mm. and that's why their number one enemy is uh, Zach Baggins from Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Wait, is that really his name? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Fuck that! Wow. Uh, um, I I also just like the idea that like if people found out ghosts were real, like the economy would grind to a halt. <laughs> well, yeah, like you're just terrified why? all the time. There's ghosts. There's or, six ghosts in this room right now. There's a ghost right behind your your shoulder there, Zach. Yeah, I see constantly. Him. <laughs> but if you found out there were ghosts, it'd be like, why do I gotta keep eating and drinking water and breathing? Right. I'm gonna be a ghost anyway. Right. <laughs> I mean, not every. Everybody, you have to have some unfinished business. But if you're living your life that way, so lazily anyhow, I bet you left some shit undone, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Forgot to eat another half <laughs> oh, of your shit. Jimmy John's. <laughs> oh, shit. It's still in the fridge. We have to give the ghost Jimmy John's. <laughs> okay, so listen. Glipperton was not... Dressing. Glipperton was not the first person to find that island. Mm-hmm. Castaways had been coming to that island and slowly starving to death for and being eaten by crabs for hundreds of years. Okay, <laughs> the there was there was a very unfortunate incident um, with some uh, uh, Pacific Islander people. Mm-hmm. They got real lost, just real lost on the other side of shit before the Panama Canal. <laughs> How I don't know, but it's tough. <laughs> you said southwest corner, right? Yeah. Man, Apple Maps is not anyway. Damn, I hate um, that joke so much. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, they got real lost. They died on the island. Like, there's a lot of ghosts roaming that 
poopy place okay <laughs> and then like yeah. after i mean why do you think birds shit there they're like this place is crazy you know <laughs> crazy energy so, literally the scaring so... the shit out of these birds yeah, and okay. seals they become so frightened when they pass the island right exactly right. Mm-hmm. exactly birds are terrified of statues and cars <laughs> um they're big and scary <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah like clipperton was not the first to find it but he was first to be possessed by the evil spirit that came to live there. Mm, mm. Um, so, like, we're we're talking not just ghosts. We're talking demons. We're talking, you know, like, like they love terrible places, and they love to make terrible places worse places. Mm. Um, so, you know, inhabited Clipperton first, got, made him think it was a good idea to do something with all this shit. <laughs> and, and they were just exporting evil all across the world with their guano enterprises. It's like a it's like a weird improv ghost that's like, okay, what's an object we have on hand? Hey man, okay. until then it was he was just crab fighting, you know? <laughs> just I need an occupation. Snapping at other crabs. Crab. Just, I need, just crabbing it up. So so yeah, so Clipperton, he was just the first in a long line to be um to be, you know, taken over. Guano, bird shit. I'm looking at... See, yeah, vitamin C, come on. No, everyone knows that being possessed by a a ghost or a demon um, severely depletes your reservoirs of vitamin C in your body. So they might have made it had this ghost not been jumping around, making people do shitty things to each other, you know, knocking over cisterns and shit you know like like knocking over cisterns <laughs> i don't know like, water's oh, precious you know come on i also anytime i see someone buy a packet of emergency or like airborne at, at like whole foods <laughs> like oh man possessed I got ghosts. whoa haunted as fuck um so yeah and then that's why that's why um spanish dude who didn't want to leave his post that's that's like <laughs> Come on, that's classic ghost. Well, that's actually he almost he the most reasonable he wasn't into in his right senses. See, Zach picked up on it as you were telling yeah. the story. He's like, "Wait, this Jack doesn't Florence, yeah. this doesn't compute. That doesn't make sense." Of course, it doesn't make sense. He was under the influence of an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things the lighthouse keeper did. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, there's a curse on the island. Okay. And and see, okay, what they don't tell you is that um, I. The hammer that they used mm-hmm. to bash in Mr. Lighthouse's uh, <laughs> head. Was it Gordon Lightfoot? Mr. Lighthouse. Sen- Senor Lighthouse. That's the name for a horrible, horrible criminal. <laughs> oh, my God. If I if I were ever a serial killery type, I would definitely be like the, the happy fun time killer or like the just something so juxtaposite. Post. Juxtaposed. <laughs> what was fucking John Wayne Gacy's clown name? Oh, he's Pogo, the creepiest, yeah. creepiest motherfucker. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, and oh, this is this is also something I came across in my research. Um, one of the ghosts, uh, um, was actually like he is the brother, the living brother of the woman who was La Llorona. Oh, um, shout out to La Llorona. Right. Uh, yeah, we have to do one every episode. Good, good, <laughs> good. So this is this is El Llorono. <laughs> Just hanging out on Shit Island, you know? <laughs> He's been there for a while. He got real lost, um, you know, back in during, you know, 
colonial days because mm-hmm. uh, that's when when she was around. That's when the family was there in mm-hmm. in Mexico, and he, you know, loved the sea and just went missing one day. That's what happened to him. So. Uh, if his sister's like the, the the weeping woman, is he like the shitting man, or is he like? No, I mean he never shit, but like he definitely like oh, he, he never got a chance, right? No, well, I mean he did when he had dysentery on the island where he died. You know, like he would try to drink sheet like seawater. You know, Johnny, it's like that Johnny Cash song, "The Man Who Couldn't Cry," about that guy who couldn't cry his whole life, and then in the last forty days he cried nonstop. It's like that, but with shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's, uh, precisely. That kind of frontier doctor. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So, like the whole the whole evilness of the island basically mm-hmm. set up what we call in the biz a vortex of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, uh, and that biz uh, just to plug your plug your business. Oh, I I don't have any business talking about that. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, sorry, I thought. I thought you were an amateur ghost wrangler, but no. I mean, I'm just an amateur uh, ghost history, um, Mm. ghost historian, maybe. Okay, you know, it's a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. And there's there's so many. I mean, every history story honestly has a fucking ghost in it. If you look at the real, you know, the real histories. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing about being a ghost historian is your primary sources are eternal. <laughs> you can always ask them what happened. Yet that's. Uh... <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm writing a history research paper right now, and that sounds great. Um, I'm going to try to seance up some ghosts. Yeah, they'll tell you the real history every time if you just talk to them, you know? Is that how you got this to me? Yes. Did you form a I, I, well, you know, I just kind of like think about it, and it comes to me, and I'm like, trust your intuition. This is right. <laughs> this is right. Um, so, so okay, so the hammer that they used um, on Senor Lighthouse... <laughs> was I haven't lost the thread <laughs> he was uh, um, the iron and the hammer broke the curse it killed off the original ghost who started it all the original mm-hmm. evil spirit the like Espiritu Primero <laughs> as he was known <laughs> to his friends it was, it was uh, uh, you know probably one of those Pacific Islander sailor people back in the day. Who knows? You know, I haven't talked to him yet, but you know, the the invitation's open. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't responded to the request for an right, right. My friend request yeah. on Ghost Facebook yeah. hasn't <laughs> been yeah, accepted Ghost yet. Facebook is my favorite member. It's of like you know, in <laughs> it's you know, you just like think about it, and you're like, oh, that's what they're writing on their walls. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm real tuned in. Um, so that the iron. Obviously, we know that iron chases away ghosts from the um, historical uh, documentary series Supernatural. Do you guys have you ever watched that? Some really precise research. Really I've great. I've seen a few episodes because my dad loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've just never seen show. two scientists so handsome before. They are just gorgeous, gorgeous um, top minds and, in their field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen two science scientists with so much online written porn about them having incest together. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Jensen Ackles is an amazing man. Oh, you he deserves not, a medal. You're not my fan fiction about Brian Greene and Michio Kakao. Oh, <laughs> Michio Kakao. Love it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what happened. You know, that's, I mean, 
it, it's not all of the things that you said did happen. They absolutely mm. did happen. There's just more to the story. There are ghosts in your water glass right now. There's ghosts everywhere. There's just, you know, um, everyone like bacteria needs to wake up to the truth of this, you know, or, know. or else, or else. And I mean, why do you think, why do you think the fucking hurricane came? It's the curse of the, <laughs> the vortex of evil. You know, like the hurricane came right when that happened. It caused the coincidences. You know, like her little son, like uh, who was born during that hurricane, Mm -hmm. like that is um, part of his power was like he was born in that moment. You know, he's -hmm. connected to um, the spirit world. And so when he started hitting Senor Lighthouse, like that, like added power to the The act of the wind. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I heard I heard you eat five ghosts a year in your sleep. That is true. Yeah. Mostly ghost spiders, but every now oh and again. God, please don't. Let's not introduce the possibility that there are ghost spiders. Oh yeah, absolutely. There are animal ghosts. Definitely, one hundred percent. Everything that's ever lived is still with us. Because everybody's got a half a sandwich in their fridge, just left over. Yeah. The fridge of their soul. God damn it! I was gonna eat that. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it's short, it's sweet. Um. I mean, I could we could talk about the global, you know, conspiracy. Uh. But you know, I I feel like that would take a lot more. A lot more time, time than we yeah. have. I mean, I don't know what the runtime is on this, but uh, I mean, it'll be. A, we can do it as a bonus episode. Okay, thank you. I appreciate. Maybe <laughs> like get you once you've gotten through all of history and like get up to present date, yeah, like we'll just uh, we'll cap it off. <laughs> we'll actually probably we'll release that bonus episode concurrent with this one. If you don't see it, it has been redacted by the world government <laughs> because it revealed all the secrets. All right, yeah. I mean, I've got time tonight. Let's record it. Perfect. Yeah, let's- it's 2018. I don't even want to accidentally lean, <laughs> lean into that right now. <laughs> um, Timmy, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to get to, you know, speak for the unspoken and the undead. <laughs> the ultimate unspoken for. <laughs> um, listeners, real quick, I want to say, uh, I want to get rid of some of these shirts. These shirts is just $10. Uh, they got that Jeff Tice design on them. Ooh. Uh, all sorts of sizes left. So use the contact form at revisionistpodcast.com uh, and be like, hey, give me a shirt. Um, and we'll give you said shirt. Easy as What an easy I transaction. Mean, there will be a monetary yes. aspect to the, uh, to the exchanges. You can't just say, give me a shirt. <laughs> just $10. Um, That's we'll- a screaming good price for a t shirt. Damn skippy. How, are they good quality? Very good quality. They're nice. on uh, next level uh, black uh, prints made by a small print shop. In oh, locally sourced. Yes, indeedy. Um, <laughs> uh, I also want to say Revisionist is a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network, along with such shows as Voice of Montbello, uh, which is a production of the students of what was formerly known as Montbello High School. Um, where they talk about issues that affect their community, which is predominantly African-American and Latinx. Um, and they're teenagers who have interviewed the chief of police of Denver, uh, mayoral candidates. Hell yeah. Uh, and everything. And they are putting entire generations to shame. Uh, so Sounds like out. some smart cookies. I know. Uh, I got to meet some of them and they are... The best. Uh, so check out Voice of Montello. 
Also, yeah, uh, hit us up on the social meds, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Insta, and uh, write a review. Do you guys do show. LinkedIn? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're link- getting on our LinkedIn <laughs> game. Yeah, we're uh, falling a little bit behind on getting weird requests from people with Ukrainian names on our LinkedIn. <laughs> but if you write a review of us on iTunes, I have heard that that's allegedly helpful. Mm-hmm. So it could be about crabs. It could be about shit. It could be about ghosts. Whatever you want. Just make it positive. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can make that into a positive review. As a <laughs> the winner with the best review will get to choose a topic of a future episode. Uh, Timmy, the night this episode comes out, Saturday the 10th, there's going to be a show at Comedy Room Room. Comedy Room Room. R.I.P. We love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Come by and see a show before before it's gone at the end of this year. Come come to, come to everything. Come to karaoke and come to everything. Just live there. Come to <laughs> Just bring your bed. Bring your knapsack. <laughs> oh. But seriously, also, you have been running Comedy Room Room. For a very long time now. Yeah. And we've done a shitload. We were up to comedy. about 200 shows a year. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's an accurate count since we added Wednesdays. But either way, we were doing a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, we have like 13 different shows. Well, so. you know, I think the, the community chose that place and, and just ran with it. And like, there's a reason why they chose that place. And it wasn't entirely just that comedy was there. It was the atmosphere. It was like the the atmosphere of fellowship, I think. So even if even if you know we all keep doing shows and and like I I hope to help find homes for all of the shows. Brian, you've got a show at the Room mm-hmm. Room. You just started it. It was very difficult for me to let people start shows knowing that this might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you know I figured business as usual. I, this is my first public statement about any of it. <laughs> you got the I'm exclusive sorry, put you on the spot. exclusive scoop. Um, but no, it's a you know we just need to bring that sense of fellowship mm-hmm. into every place that we do comedy and just try to make them all feel welcoming as as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, come to Comedy Room Room 7 p.m. Uh, November 10th. Uh, Jordan Dahl's going to be there in town. Yeah. I've got some uh, other cool out-of-towners. I'll be hosting it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, check that out. You're also going to be um, doing ice-cold Ice-cold comedy. comedy at Chiller's Bar and Grill in Loveland. Hell yeah. What was the date I told you on that? I did not write that Oh, down. that's on like next Tuesday, I want to say. <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm real good at plugging. You know, sure. Just have a heartfelt, sentimental moment in one and then don't remember the date of the I, I, other. <laughs> no, it is It is next It is next Tuesday. Tuesday the 13th up in Loveland, Chillers. As for me, my, uh, my show at Room Room, Know Your Shit. <laughs> we uh, should have two left because yep. third... So our next one is November 17th. The theme is myths. It's comedy TED Talks. It's a real fun time. We have a crazy lineup for that. And then we're going to do something real fun for the last one at Room Room. Hopefully not the last one ever. So stay tuned for more on that. I also recently appeared on the podcast Sophomore Lit discussing mm-hmm. Heinrich Ibsen's Ooh. An Enemy of the People as an election tie-in episode. I so love wanna, Ibsen. Uh, listen, mm-hmm. if that appeals to you. You want to hear about, you know, play from Norway? Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, listen to that. Also, um, 
Real quick, I co-host uh, Queen City Companion, an all-falls storytelling show at Mutiny Information Cafe with friend of the show, Jen Colick, the first Thursday of every month. So check that out. Um, also, we've been encouraging people to vote. Um, <laughs> wrote- I voted today. <laughs> it was great. Perfect. <laughs> I'm oh. kidding. I did it at like 6.30 last night. <laughs> I dropped my ballot off. Finally. Um, and I will say just... In this moment, hey, democracy is about more than voting. It's about staying engaged, even when it's not election season. Guess what? You're not done, and you won't be done until you're dead. Yeah, Um, all those new people, all those new people who just got elected, put their feet immediately to the fire. Literally. uh, (laughs) Burn their feet off. Like uh, like that torch... Java's torture chamber for droids at one point when droids having its feet burned. Yeah, the one that, that's where that expression like, why comes can from. Droids feel pain. Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but judgment falls to Zach this episode. Um, going into this, I thought the Cloverton Island story was going to be like uh, mysterious, but then at a certain point, it becomes a real bummer. Mm-hmm. Um. And since I think bummers are less bummery if it's like there's a shining like ghost location that's compelling people to do evil acts. Mm-hmm. It really takes the onus off of humans and our behavior. Yeah. <laughs> we can pretend that humans aren't the scariest thing <laughs> So uh, in the spirit of denial, I'm going to go with Timmy's version thank of events you, this thank time. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Timmy, thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always a blast. Uh, for everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. <laughs> <laughs>